0: Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Living and Learning. Uh, this is the podcast for young people who are uh, still figuring it out and are motivated and, you know, want to build themselves into something better. And uh, the title of this episode is Fitness Fundamentals, How to Get in Shape When Nothing Else Has Worked. Uh, so you don't need to have really any uh, prior knowledge about fitness or nutrition Um you know, to understand this episode. I kind of wrote it so that it's going to make sense to everybody. Though if you do have experience, that's completely okay. Uh, I really just want to lay out uh, some fundamentals that, you know, if you follow these things, you can do any kind of workout that follows these fundamentals, and uh, you should be successful. Because, um, And the reason I'm making this is that uh, a lot of people have asked me, um, you know, David, how can I um, I will say I want to look better or I want to uh, build more, I want to look more muscular or the, you know, your favorite, uh, I want to look toned, which I, I still don't know why people are using the word toned, but it's, apparently it's a thing. It got popular somehow. Okay. So we need to stop that toned. It does not exist. Uh, you can either get, uh, more fit, more ripped, more, you know, slim, but toned, toned, toned is not a thing. Okay. Um, But uh, in all seriousness, I did want to get some real, you know, good advice out there for you guys. Um, And so, you know, about my background, why am I qualified to even tell you about this? Well, I'm not, is the the real answer. I don't have any degrees. I don't have the qualifications. But actually, recently, right before Thanksgiving, um, I did my very first uh, real cut where I was trying to lose weight. And I did an eight-week diet. And... uh, After that eight-week diet, and I'll tell you what I did in the diet um, in a little bit. But after that eight-week diet, I lost. I started at twelve point eight percent body fat and dropped down to ten point six percent. It's a two point two percent difference. I started at one hundred sixty-four pounds, got down to one fifty-seven after I uh, there. I basically I weighed in, but at first and I weighed in after it, and that was the difference. Um, Though at some point during that, uh, I dropped down to one hundred fifty-four point two pounds, which was you know. I'd never been that light, not since not since high school, maybe. Um, And I actually lost 4.4 pounds of body fat uh, compared to just 1.3 pounds of muscle. So it was actually a really successful diet. Um, If you're wondering how I was able to track that, there's a really good machine at the the gym I work out at that can track your body fat and even things crazy things like the weights of your limbs, Um, and also. uh, You know, in terms of workouts, I've been doing uh, recreational powerlifting. So talking like squats, deadlifts, bench press. I've been doing that for the last three years or so. Um, And so, again, why am I qualified? Well, I'm not really, uh, but I like to read. I've read a lot of stuff about this. Um, I've I practiced it, and it's worked for me. So uh, let's let's without further ado, let's get right to it. Okay. So the I gotta point this out. The big there's a big misconception that getting in shape is complicated. Getting in shape is not actually complicated, okay? Um, It is simple, but not easy. The the principles to to figure this out are not actually that complex, but in order to execute it, to execute the diet properly, to eat the right amount of foods, to not overeat even when you're hungry, to show up at the gym even when you don't want to go, that's a big one, Um, it's not easy to do these things, but it's fairly straightforward to figure it out. And so I think the reason why maybe, you know, you've had tried past diets or uh, past workout plans that haven't worked. And the reason why Americans, I'm not, you know, shaming you by any means, uh, we all are here to get better, better. Um, but the reason why I think Americans in general are out of shape is bad information. Um, there's plenty of things out there there's a lot of misinformation out there all kinds of there's there's and there's plenty of good stuff too you know I learned a lot of the stuff I know about fitness from the internet from YouTube videos from blog posts from articles from peer-reviewed literature uh, but there's a lot of bad stuff out there and you know for example when I was in school they taught us they gave us a food pyramid and I think the food pyramid's been updated recently but um, what we learned was that the biggest food group is your grains, you know, carbohydrates. And as I'll get to in a little bit here, you know, you do not, if you're trying to lose weight, you want to be healthy. You do not want to eat a whole lot of carbs. And, you know, here we are in second or third grade, uh, just listening to whatever they say. And of course they say, you know, eat as many carbs as you can. That's the biggest food group. Well, it turns out that's not exactly true. Oh, we'll get to that. Um, but so... Let's get real here. Americans are fat. (laughs) So this is crazy. I did a little bit of obesity research. Uh, I wanted to show that, like, um, yes, bad information is real. Americans in general do not have the right information to achieve that those fitness goals they're looking for. Um, So here's a quote from an article from Forbes: Um, Obesity. And they're, So they're describing the uh, what defines obesity, um, and this is in terms of BMI. A BMI is body mass index. It's kind of controversial. I don't really trust it too much, but this is the definition. Obesity means having a body mass index of 30 or over, whereas a BMI of between 25 and 29.9 earns the classification of overweight. Okay, so 25 to 30 is overweight, and then 30 plus is obese. This is crazy. Right, back to the article. Uh, more than 70% of Americans are now either o- obese or overweight by this measure. However, the statistics are particularly wor- worrying. Almost 40% of adults are obese. The childhood obesity rate for ages 6 to 19 has increased to 20%. Uh, and then it continues on. This is, um, oh, here we go. It's hardly a uniquely American problem, though. Um, the World Health Organization warned this week that the number of obese kids and adolescents has risen tenfold over the last four decades around the world. Goodness. So ten, So obesity is a... And, and I know you're here to learn about some fitness tips, but obesity is a huge problem uh, across not just the United States, but also the world. Uh, f- almost 40% of adults are obese. 70% o- obese or overweight. That is terrible. And so what's the reason for this? And So the reason I'm talking about obesity, obviously, and not all of you out there are <laughs> obese, um, actually 40% of you might be if you're American, uh, but there's things we can learn from this. So why are people getting so fat? What's the misinformation out there? Uh, according to Frank Hu, who is a, um, he is he works for Harvard in the, uh, I left it out. He works for Harvard, I think, in the public health uh organization, or he's part of Public Health at Harvard, Uh, he said that, I'm sorry, I butchered that, but he said, quote, there's still a huge amount of cheap, accessible, highly processed food available everywhere at almost any time. And despite people doing more recreational activity these days, the overall activity level, household activity, and occupational activity have decreased in recent years. I mean, so that's it right there. Highly processed food available everywhere at almost any time. You know, a hundred years ago, people were not eating all this processed food, and this is this plays a big role. Um, but so I've given you some background there. Processed food is the enemy, um, but that's not the whole picture. Let's get right into it. So the very first thing we'll talk about. There's two parts: diet and exercise. Um, diet, diet is uh, the biggest thing. Uh, there's i'm sure you've heard the common knowledge that weight loss is 75% diet and only 25% exercise and so diet is a huge huge part you cannot ignore it a lot of the times uh people make you know it's right now uh, for me it's early January, and so people have just made their New Year's resolutions, signed up for gym memberships, they're getting in the gym, but a lot of these people uh, won't, they'll stop going to the gym, but even while they're going, if you just work out and you don't get your diet in check, you will not achieve those fitness goals you want, whether that's uh, you know, losing weight, whether that's gaining muscle, diet is so important, um, and here's how I like to think about it, so you can lose weight if you diet correctly, but fail to exercise, However, you will not lose weight if you exercise correctly but fail to diet. So you can get the diet right and get the exercise part all screwed up and still succeed. But if you screw up the diet part, you know, all hope is lost. So diet takes a lot of discipline, um, but you have to do it. And so, okay, so diet, Oh, well, let's, let's get into that. So uh, I don't know if this is a... You know, this is a formal, I don't know if you can find this in a textbook, but the three ways or the three pillars of nutrition, I like to call them, um, and I like to think of these in order are number one, calories, number two, content, and number three, timing. Okay, calories first, content second, timing third. And these are in order, okay? And so let's start with the number one. This is the most important calories, calories, calories. Uh, in order to, say you like to lose weight, the only way to lose weight is to burn more calories than you consume. It's, it's simple, it's math. It's not, not even nutrition, it's math. You need to take in less calories than you're burning. Okay, that's called a caloric deficit. It's a fancy word, but it just means you're eating less calories than you're burning. You have to do that in order to lose weight. And likewise, if you want to gain weight, say a lot, you know a lot of guys, I'm 21. A lot of guys my age uh, are try, still trying to gain weight, uh, you know, bulk up, get bigger. Uh, and the only way to do that, you've got to you know there's more. It's more specific than this, but at a at a high level, um, you know, if you want to gain weight, you got to eat more than you burn. But especially, especially for weight loss, I guarantee you, you will lose weight if you eat less calories than you burn. That means if you burn 2,000 calories a day, you only eat, you know, 1,700 calories a day. So every single day, you're burning 300 calories more uh, than, the day bef- uh, than, than the day before. Oh, I said that wrong. Every day, you're burning 300 calories. Um, and that adds up over a week, over a month, uh, you know, over a year even. If you're doing a year-long diet, that's pretty uh, ambitious. But so, okay, so... You know, how do you determine how much you burn in a day? Okay, so you want to eat less than you burn. So you can say, you know, you can say, okay, I ate um, a granola bar, I ate a banana, a banana is, you know, 100 something calories, granola bar is 150, and add it up. But how do you know how much you burn? Well, there are really good, uh, there's a ton of ca- online calculators out there um, to calculate what's called your. Tdee, your totally your sorry your total daily energy expenditure, and so this is this is really important to figure out. Uh, your your total daily energy expenditure is how much energy you burn in a day, how many calories you burn in a day, uh, and so this is kind of your you know the amount you have your input and your output. Your input is how much food you eat. Your output is how much. Uh, Food you burn, or your calories you burn. So this is, you know, part of the. This is half of the equation. And so go online and find a really good TDEE calculator, and you'll be able to basically figure out what's called your basal metabolic rate, your BMR, which you don't need to get too much into this. But that's how much you burn if you're just sitting on a couch. So you know, mine is like seventeen hundred or something like that. If I sit on a couch all day, I burn seventeen hundred cows automatically. And But there's also then, you have to account for how much you're walking in a day. And it's not that specific. You you put in different energy levels. You know, I'm lightly active, I'm moderately active, heavily active. And with these things, you basically add, you know, how much you burn sitting on a couch with how active you are in a day. And then how much you exercise can be added onto that. And now you know exactly how many calories you're burning in a given day or a given week but there's calculators that'll do it all for you. Just search for a TDEE calculator online, your total daily energy expenditure, and that calculates how much you burn. And so that's half of it. Now, in addition to how much you burn, now you have to figure out how much what your intake is. What is your calorie intake? How many calories are you inputting into your body? You have to ensure that your calorie input is less than your if say if you're losing weight, your input needs to be less than your output um, and vice versa for, if you're trying to gain weight, uh, a great app that I use for this, especially in my diet is called my fitness pal. And you might, you may have heard of this, uh, you know, and I was not paid to say that I just, I used, so I used the app for eight weeks. Um, you know, nonstop, I tracked every single calorie that I consumed for almost, I think over 60 days. Um, it was a little over eight weeks and, what it did, I didn't intend to track eight weeks of calories, but I intended to do at least one week. And this is what I'd recommend. You don't have to do it the whole time, but at least take one week and track your uh, energy, track how many calories you consume, um, just eating normal foods like you normally would. And it's actually pretty shocking. Um, You figure out that you've been eating all kinds of garbage that you didn't realize your cereal had 11 grams of sugar or that... um, if you only eat, you know, two bites of ice cream, that it's not that bad for you, actually. That's, uh, I would end most of my, even when I was dieting, most of my days would end with a spoon or two of ice cream. And, you know, not that that's by the book how you should diet. Um, it I had my, I knew my calorie targets. I knew that I had 50 calories to spare and I could, knew I could eat a little dessert and make me happy. So, because consistency is more important than, you know, hating the diet. You can't hate the diet. You've got to love the diet. Um, or at least like it. You don't have to, you know, it's not exciting when you're sitting there hungry. Um, but we'll talk about how to um, combat the hunger too, uh, in terms of content coming up. Oh yeah. So nutrition labels, this is big. Uh, you can't take any food. You can't look at a food and say, oh, I think this is that many calories. You have to look at the nutrition label. You have to figure out, okay, it's got this many calories, this much sodium, this much uh, this many carbs this much fat until you look at the, the nutrition label you really have no idea uh what's in there cuz food can be really deceiving i mean you would be really surprised especially like i said cereals can have lots of sugar milk i mean they put a lot of they've put a ton of sugar in milk these days and and even some salt here uh and so definitely look at the nutrition label before and if you can't look at the nutrition label you know say you're at a restaurant uh, you can use apps like MyFitnessPal to go and search uh, foods. You know They have a catalog of foods you can search. You can at least try to match it up. Um, so if you go out to you know a restaurant and get tacos and, you know, I don't know, chips and salsa or you go get a steak, you can look up generic things uh, and try to match it up. So that's really important. You have to look, look at the nutrition label. You have to figure out exactly how many calories you're taking in. Uh, versus how many you're burning. You can figure out how much you're burning with a calculator online, the TDEE calculator, and you can track your calories with an app or on paper or whatever you want. Um, I recommend MyFitnessPal. It worked really good for me, but you can use it. There's plenty of apps out there, plenty of sites out there, plenty of ways to do it. So that's number one calories. Number two, which is important but not as important as calories, remember calories rule. Number two is content. And by the way, when I say important, I mean important for weight loss or important for, you know, muscle gain. I'm not talking about um, you know, long-term health necessarily here. Um, so content is, I'll break it down into two things. Number one, macronutrients. Okay, so within content, uh, macro, the three macronutrients, um, oh man, I guess it's three. I, someone's going to kill me if I get this wrong. But it's protein, carbs, and fat. And those are the three that I pay attention to. I think that's, I mean, I don't know. Someone, somebody comment and you let me know. Um, but the three I pay attention to are protein, fat, and carbs, the carbohydrates. And are those the only three things that are important? Uh, no, of course. Salt is important for your, for your health. Sugar is important for your health. Sugar is a carbohydrate, by the way. Um, there's plenty of other things. But in terms of the macronutrients, uh, what you want to shoot for here. And this is the if you're on a diet this is crazy. Not it's not really crazy, but it might be counterintuitive, shoot for high protein and low carbs. Is this the only way to diet? No, but the one that I found effective, I've recommended to friends that they've and what what my, you know, fit friends do that's effective is high protein, low carbs and a medium amount of healthy fat. Healthy fat things like olive oil, avocado. I love those too. Eat a lot of that. Um, Carbs, you just you really just don't need a lot of carbs. I think there's been studies that have, or there are studies. I don't have them here that show that low carb diets are actually more effective in terms of fat loss than low fat diets. And so that's counterintuitive, but you know, it's crazy, right? It's again bad information out there. High, you need high protein, low carbs, and medium amounts of healthy fat. Uh, if you want to figure out how much uh one website that has a calculator that i like is uh, it's 1percentedge.com/ifcalc and that it's the number one then percentedge.com/ifcalc um and that's a a special kind of nutrition calculator for um IF intermittent fasting we don't have to worry about that right now. Which um, so That's just my favorite. If you're looking for a calculator to calculate your macros, that's one of my favorite ones. And then, um, so that's the macro part of it. Not as important as calories, but still real important. You want high protein, low carbs, medium fat, um, but also content. You So you might say, um, okay, well you know, can I just eat donuts and eat low calories? And since calories are more important than content, if I just eat a small amount of donuts, will I lose weight? And the answer is yes. Of course, if you're consuming less calories than you burn, you will lose weight. However, I'd be crazy to say that donuts, if you just eat five donuts a day, that, you know, somehow that's good for your health. No, that's not good for your health. Good content, and what I mean by content, i mean saying eating fruits and vegetables and uh, healthy proteins, and not eating, you know, you know. I was gonna name some fast, some choice fast food double cheeseburgers here, but I probably won't mention them by name. But it's crazy because you know, even I remember you know kids who played high school football uh, when I was in high school would eat terrible. They'd eat fast food every day, and somehow they would still. um they would still get, they'd achieve their fitness goals at least, they'd, you know, they'd get big, they get strong, they'd be good for football, but that doesn't necessarily mean what they were doing was good for their long-term health. So, obviously, there's, you'd have to eat, uh, you know, vegetables and get a good balance of healthy foods. You know, for me, that means fish and um, trying to stay away from too many carbs. Actually, that's macronutrients, but, you Try to not eat too much fast food, things like that. You do need to eat healthy food um, for your long-term health, definitely. And it's not mutually exclusive. You can obviously eat low calories or eat high protein and eat healthy stuff. You know, I, I when I went on my diet, I started eating tofu, which I never done. Um, and you know, you have to do what works for you. Uh, but try to get good content in there. That's obviously important for your long-term health. And then number, so that's calories number one. Uh, content number two, and timing is number three. Uh, So timing means like, you know, should I eat six meals a day? Should I eat one meal a day? Should I eat a a, you know, a typical breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And this, again, it's third in importance, but this is largely up to you. I found when I first started, you know, as my sophomore year of college, when I started crazy dieting, I was doing, and I say crazy, which just means unconventional. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just unconventional I was actually doing one meal a day I would eat one you know 2,000 calorie meal at 7 p.m. after I went to the gym uh, and that and that's called or why it's popularly called intermittent fasting but it really for a lot of people it just means you're skipping breakfast which I still do today um, but you know it's your timing isn't as important it um, so if you hear a lot of doctors. I asked my doctor. He said six meals a day is the most efficient for your body to uh, produce and consume energy. Uh, but I don't know if 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 you if if it were me and I'm eating six meals a day, I'm gonna eat six meals a day and I'm gonna probably overeat and I'm probably not gonna you know achieve my goals. But you know that it might work for someone else. Just because it doesn't work for me, you, you need to find uh, what you're most comfortable with. And I actually found that switching from three meals a day. Uh, a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, I found it much better switching to two meals a day, just lunch and dinner. Uh, I've been able to hit my calorie targets and my macro targets way easier that way. Um, unless, of course, you're bulking and you're trying to eat you know, more than you burn, and then it's harder because you only have two meals to do it. But I still prefer that style because you get up in the morning, you can drink. I drink black coffee in the mornings, which has no calories, and that helps me get going. So that's, I just spent a lot of time on the nutrition part of it. Number one, most important is calories. If you're losing weight, you have to burn less than you consume. Or you have to, sorry, you have to burn more than you consume. You cannot overeat and lose weight. Even if you're eating fruit, you cannot overeat and lose weight, period. Calories, content, you know, get you high protein, low carbs, medium fat, and eat, eat good stuff. You don't want to die. Eat good stuff. And number three, timing six meals a day, one meal a day, do whatever works for you. I like two meals a day, but it's important that you don't have to do the three meal breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, that was, I could do a, I'm going to do a whole podcast on that, by the way. It's it's just not necessary. You don't have to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. People made that up. I'm serious. They made it up. It's like industrial revolution. It's like, let's wake up and eat breakfast and then eat a, before we go to work, and then at lunch, I won't even get into it. But another episode, I promise, we'll do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, intermittent fasting. When should you eat? All right, all of that, you're still wondering, all right, David, Wyden, got the diet down. What about the other 25%? Exercise. Because guess what? Exercise is only 25%, but it's still important. You still need to do it. Um, And so here's the thing. For exercise, you might be intimidated. Oh shit, I don't, I don't want to get in the big weight racks and lift a bunch of weight. Or, oh, I I hate running. I don't want to run. I know I need to lose weight, but I hate running, David. Um here's the thing: do what you can do consistently. There's obviously some things you can do better than others that are that are more effective than others, but the worst, the biggest risk here isn't that you're jogging when you should be lifting. The biggest fear is that you're doing something you hate and then you quit. This is really common. It's probably the most common thing people read on some blog post that they have to do sprints. So they do sprints and then they quit cuz they hate running. Whereas if that person maybe had done started with some light weightlifting, they might have enjoyed working out and actually stuck with it. And working out some is a lot better than working out none at all. So, and, but in terms of, of effect- effectiveness, we've got to dispel some myths here. Uh, people think that, <laughs> and I say people think, now I sound ignorant. Um, there's a lot of people who think that they have to jog on a treadmill to lose weight. And there's reasons for this, media, commercials, movies, all kinds of stuff um, for, you know, workout programs—they sell a lot of this stuff. They're selling it to you. That's why this is free. Okay, I, I don't—I don't benefit from this. Um, in terms of of effectiveness, uh, sp- sprints or high intensity interval training are, I think, the best for burning fat. You know, it, and so that means if you like sprinting, sprints are the best. Uh, and disclaimer: I never do sprints. I actually never run. I—I n- don't do cardio. Uh, now my, one of my new year's resolutions is to run once a week for my heart health, but it it has nothing to do with weight or muscle or anything. It's everything to do with just trying to get my endurance up and be, and be healthy. Um, so sprints are number one, effective number two. And this is what I do is heavy weightlifting. This means squats, bench press and deadlifts. Those are the big three. There's also other stuff, um, pull-ups. You know, pull-ups might not be as crazy as a deadlift. And by the way, uh, you know, there's I'm sure those people have different experiences listening to this. I recommend heavy weightlifting once you learn the form to beginners and experts and intermediate people, to to guys and to girls, to young people and to old people. to Everybody. Now, obviously, talk to your doctor before you. You know, and don't you don't want to hurt yourself. You don't want to go put. 400 pounds on the bar and do a bench press when you've never, ever even walked into the gym before, but you can, if there's plenty of resources out there, there's plenty of helpful people at the gym. If you go to a good gym, just walk up to the guy who's squatting and say, hey man, I've never squatted. Can you teach me? And I bet there's a good chance he's going to say, you know what? I've been in your shoes before. Of course, of course I'll teach you how to do this. And some people won't. Wait, wait till the next guy shows up or a girl shows up, ask her, ask him. People, I found people in the gym to be actually very helpful. If you just ask, they'll, they'll help you out. And if the gym has trainers there, which a lot of them do, ask them, sign up for a session. And it can be, it's, it's a great investment to learn how to do big, important lifts like squats, bench press, and deadlifts. Uh, if you're interested in building a better physique, building strength, building, losing weight, weightlifting is awesome for losing weight that's why in terms of I'm talking about weight loss here and I'm saying sprints first heavy weightlifting second and immediate mid-level jogging like I'm caught just cardio but there's tons of cardio and cardio is a a good thing by the way I talk bad about cardio because I don't do it but it's really a joke um in terms of weight loss a lot of people run for 20 minutes and think that's and burn 200 calories and think that You know, they can go off and eat chocolate cake and their diet's going to work. That's why I hate on cardio. But, you know, running is awesome. Cardio is awesome. I ran cross country in high school and I don't know. If you like cardio, you should do cardio. However, uh, some studies have shown that when you're running, you burn calories while you're working out. uh, If you're jogging. But if you're doing something high high intensity like heavy weight lifting or sprints, you not only burn calories during the workout, but, you're, but you continue burning calories for, I think there's a 24-hour period after you work out. And that's if you really uh, stress your body. And this is how working out works. You go into the gym or go into wherever you're working out. You stress your body. You put your body under stress so that your muscles break down. And then you consume food so that you build, your body builds itself back up. So, if you're doing bicep curls and you break your bicep down by lifting weights, you then go eat protein and some carbs and some fat, and uh, your body uses these nutrients, namely the protein, to rebuild your muscle. So it's systematic. You can't go in and have a and and not break your body down and not shock your central nervous system. And then expect your nervous system to respond. The human body works by you stress it. And in the gym, that's with weights or however you're working out. Um, and if you stress it a lot, aka heavyweight, you will. You can then consume food and rebuild. And that remember, the food is 75%. Diet is 75%. So you can go into the gym and produce no results if you do not eat properly and sleep properly and take care of yourself. So how many times a week should you work out? I mean, this is highly debated and up to you. Um, I work out three times per week and that's all you need. It depends on your goals. Some people work out seven or eight or however many and that's what works for them. Some people might be only, only able to work out once or twice a week and that's okay. If you're busy and you can only get two workouts in, you can accomplish a lot. If you're heavy weightlifting for and an, and you only have an hour twice a week, if you eat properly, yeah, that's gonna take care of itself. And you obviously have to rest. Okay, don't go in there and think that seven days a week is seven times better than one day a week. Okay, you need to stress and then recover, stress and then recover, stress and recover, work out and then eat and sleep. That's what's gonna bring you real fitness progress. And so what, you know, how about machines? You love working out with machines and doing body weight stuff and working out with machines. I mean, there's different things for different goals. I'll say that. A lot of bodybuilders use machines to great effect. They know how to use them. They get a great, you know, pump from using machines. But there's also a lot of people who go in and do eight reps of light weight on a machine and expect to get, you know, a killer beach bod. And the truth is that if you want to get six-pack abs or you want to get big biceps or you want to you do whatever, achieve any real fitness goals, um, you have to stress your body in the proper way. And heavy squats, heavy deadlifts are, are the two best ways to stress your body so that you recover and build a physique or build strength. Or build whatever you're going after. So you have to shock your nervous system. Heavy weights are the best way to do that. I like squats, bench, and deadlifts. It's not just me. It's not this advice isn't coming from me. Every good strength program in the world has some degree of squatting and deadlifting. Experts squat and deadlift. Beginners should squat and deadlift. My my very first serious weight program, I did strong lifts five by five. It's all. There's also. I think that was a variant of Mark Ripito's starting strength. But if you're a guy or a girl and you want to get strong in three months, uh, strong lifts. They have an app. It's five sets of five squats and deadlifts. Or sorry, five sets of five squats and bench, and then one set of five deadlifts. There's, um, you know, pull ups and chin ups are great. Uh, also, overhead press is an awesome exercise. I do five by five. Um, And these things change as you get better. But if you want to produce uh, some real fitness results and you haven't been able to produce those results in the past, it's not because you're a bad person. It's probably just because uh, either you have bad information or you weren't consistent. So these are the two things. Get your information right. And by listening to this podcast, by the way, uh, that's a big step into getting your information right. You had to learn that calories are really important. If you don't, you know, if you eat more calories than you burn, you're going to gain weight. If you eat less calories than you burn, you're going to lose weight. Now, how complicated is that? It's simple inputs and outputs. And so, I'm going to wind things up here. Thanks for sticking with me. But uh, in closing, diet is 75% and exercise is 25%. You have to get your diet right if you're going to produce any sort of fitness results, nutrition results, physique results. If you want to look better or look different, diet is the most important. Now, exercise is only 25% according to conventional wisdom, but that's an important 25%. you know, my recommendation is to get in the gym, find a friend, watch YouTube videos, and figure out how to squat and deadlift or bench press. You can get hurt, so make sure that you get your fundamentals right. Start with light weight, warm up, warm down. Don't rush it, but start getting into heavy, stressing your body in an intense manner, and you'll produce intense results. You can't just stress your body a little bit, or your body's going to respond a little bit. You need to get in the gym. This is, I'll just explain what I do. Get in the gym three times a week, squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, pull-ups, bent over rows. That's a great one. And then and I go it three times a week, every week, no exceptions. I've missed maybe two weeks in the last three years, and that's because I was out of the country. Get in there, lift heavy, and most importantly, calories over everything. If you want to lose weight, you have to burn, less, yeah, burn more calories than you lose. So go online, figure out how much you burn, um, and then look at the nutrition labels. Get an app like MyFitnessPal and track how much you're consuming. You get those two things right. You get your, if you want to lose weight, get your inputs lower than your outputs. And systematically, day by day, if you're consistent, you'll burn calories, you'll lose weight. You're training heavy weights, so you're going to look better too, and you can achieve your fitness goals. So thank you so much for listening to the very first episode uh, of Living and Learning. And uh, you send me an, if you want to reach out to me, send me an email, uh, dhodge416 at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to answer any questions you have. Um, I'm sure, you know, fitness, again, it's simple, but it's not easy. Now That said, these are the fundamentals. This is the simple part. Um, but within that, you can get increasingly more and more detailed. And, uh, figure, and so you can to tailor the program however it best suits you. So good luck. Let me know if you have any questions. Again, that's dhodge416 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Living and Learning. And I hope to see you on the next episode.